that from? High School Musical. Good job. Welcome to Exploration, a podcast of us sisters navigating our explorations of the 21st century. I'm Ariel. And I'm Ari. API Heritage Month. In honor of this month, we thought it would be fitting to kind of explore our own heritage as sisters and how different it was for us. Even though we grew up in the same household, our experiences differed greatly. And we've, interestingly enough, kind of found ourselves at opposite sides of the spectrum than where we started. Wow. That... I feel like your communication skills have greatly improved. I mean, you didn't even flinch. You just had one straight thought and it was streamlined and to the point. She for the listener. She doesn't give me like these like compliments enough. For this the, is very rare. For the, the listeners that are listening. Basically, if you want to understand my sister, she's like Marlin from Finding <laughs> yes. Nemo. The scene where they're like... <gasps> you're a clownfish tell us a joke ha ha and he's like oh because i'm funny right and he's saying the joke not because he's funny yeah it's clownfish literally that's what it means because he's funny because he's a clownfish anyway (laughs) (laughs) then he's like starting it out and at first everyone's face is like smiling with anticipation but as he goes along he's explaining it and over explaining it and you slowly see their smiles wane that's exactly how usually listening to my sister is but but this is so cool because now we documented this for proof which means like you have no excuse for next time wonderful it should be only improvement from here on out yes i'm up and up ultimate asian stereotype right there you know like the constant whoa the constant flow of improvement Mm -hmm. which okay let's let that tie into today's topic we were thinking like to explain to everyone slash ourselves how our upbringing and everything was more or less similar but we we really did go our own ways to find who we are today let's start with you in honor of the oldest she's always so curious she's the wisest (laughs) (laughs) oh wait (laughs) no it's from Mulan. Send the most send the most cunning. No, send the wisest, you know the <laughs> The little matchmakers? No, Jijia. It's when the guardians they're trying oh, to tell the, Mushu. Oh yes, to send which one of their yes I Guardians. Remember. Send the wisest. Okay, you first. Oldest and wisest. So middle school around sixth grade, I would say, was when I really embraced my Chinese heritage. So elementary school I feel like we were just kind of the token Asian kid we didn't have a lot of diversity Um, white people all around yeah and I think luckily enough for us our community at school and even within just like the city that we grew up with pretty pretty much embraced us yeah as our like you know Chinese heritage they they thought was cool I know it wasn't the same experience for a lot of other people, but then within our community, I think that we were lucky enough to not feel othered in that way. 
Interesting that you say that, though, but, like, isn't that being othered because you're, like, the novel token Asian? I guess... Okay, no, no, no. Let's, that's I, a different topic. A different, yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. Um, elementary school. Elementary school. So, it always felt cool to be Asian, plus we had our restaurant. I don't know, we can edit this out if we want to later, but because yeah, we had the restaurant, restaurant, you know, people really enjoyed our food. Yeah, also I feel like we don't resonate with other... Asian memories of other people where they say like like fresh on the boat right people like said your food was stinky like no. I feel like oh did somebody say your food was stinky I mean not stinky but weird somebody saw my roast so oh the tarantula they, they call it tarantula oh yeah, yeah yeah so that was my own yeah so I did feel oh yeah that's true self-conscious of that but not like our restaurant food oh okay yeah, everybody really loved quick Ross raw <laughs> Ro song, that's what it's called, right? Ro song, yeah. Ro song, it was just shredded pork, dried pork, mm-hmm. and but it, it was very fuzzy, kind of a texture, right? And it obviously is very novel, and nobody knew really what it was, and so they would just think of the next closest thing that it resembled, and they were like, "Oh my god, they're the tarantula leg." <sighs> that's true. I think, yeah, there was a time where I didn't. I think for me, I didn't really care because it tasted so good, mm-hmm. but I was probably younger, right? Yeah. So people probably didn't know what a tarantula lug was anyway, <laughs> right? Yeah. So elementary school was, in terms of Asian identity, I think that that was pretty pretty chill. Um, and we've always gone to Chinese school ever since like kindergarten. So we have Saturday school where we are immersed in our culture. Our culture but I also community. feel like that's very common. Other people talk about Chinese school too. So it must be this somehow known thing that you can enroll your kids in, in a weekend school mm-hmm. that's not only learning, you know, the Mandarin language, but by the way, we are Mandarin speakers, so there is some differentiation of different dialects. But anyway, um, but not only learning the language, but we also were able to do extracurricular activities where it really helped us understand, right? Yeah. You did Chinese dance more. You did too. I know, but I started with Chinese flower arranging. Really? Is that your first one? Yeah, that was my first one because I didn't want to do anything dance? that you, well, anything that you did pretty much. So I did Chinese flower arranging, which I kind of want to get back into, by the way. But anyway, and then I did art, like calligraphy and water, Chinese watercolor. You really stayed in that dance realm. It wasn't until later that I think, like, I saw how much fun you were having. I think that's the only reason why I was like, okay, I'm down. Like, you wanted to join in. Yeah. Yeah. I think between the two of us, my sister is definitely more into the visual arts. Yes. And then I am more into the performing arts. I feel like it's we were talking about this earlier but how like fitting it is to we wanted to talk about like Asian identity and it happens that you know the second episode fell under May which is API Ooh, jinx jinx (laughs) Jinx again (laughs) oh but I don't I, I was going to say I don't like soda, but like, it's not that I don't like soda, it's just bad for you. But you can still give me a Dr. Pepper. Yeah, don't lie. She likes her Dr. Pepper also. I just found out yesterday <laughs> that cherry Coke freaking tastes like Dr. Pepper. Mind blown. So you've been alive on 
this green earth for <laughs> almost 32 years, 32 in August. And she barely realized this. But it's okay. Better late than never. Some people never, you know, eat chocolate. Actually, I don't wow. know if that's true. <laughs> I, I just was trying to make you feel less um, other. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think that we actually had a pretty diverse class. I mean, California, and just for safety reasons, we're not going to say where. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but California is diverse, though. So I don't, I feel like. Not all parts of California. But, you know, we were in the city. So we, I mean, you hear about other people talking about their experiences more or less if they were from the coasts they had a pretty diverse or like primarily asian like community community, right so we were one of the lucky ones that we had the diverse community and i feel like that also maybe could play a role because like right now i'm in iowa i'm in des moines iowa and i could tell you right now like i'm I'm pretty much like when you see an Asian person, like you guys just acknowledge each other. Like we're Asian. Another one of us. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of Asian, like one of us, one, one of us. us. <laughs> so, you know, it just kind of depends where you are. Right. Regionally. So let like did that kind of tie into middle school, too? I think so. So we our school, we. We stayed with the same class right. pretty much up until eighth grade. Um, so, you know, growing up in that same community, it, it never really changed. You know, people people knew everybody. Um, but in Chinese school, I finally found, like, a group of friends that I actually really looked forward to see every weekend. Um, and I think that that was... Did you still feel like this in middle school? Yeah, I'm still talking about Yeah, but, like, you always had, like, you always felt, even at that young of an age, you always felt, like, more happy to see them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that we had more of a connection, and I it just felt really cool to be with them. Right. I so feel like, how? even though we're, like, of the same generation, we're still four years apart? Almost five. Almost yeah. five. And... My experience was different because elementary school, I think, again, all fine and dandy, we all understood. But then it wasn't until probably, it sounds like I'm saying it wasn't until, but it was in third grade <laughs> where I feel like I really experienced um, like a real understanding of losing friends mm. at that age. Like it was because other kids told me that I wasn't cool enough or I wasn't pretty enough to be friends with them. So like in the summer they got new friends. And then when we came back into the third grade, all of a sudden I was the ugly, (laughs) the ugly Asian girl basically. So then I was, I remembered that and I was, it's not so much that I'm sad that I was ugly. Like it is what it is, but um, it was because a friend that I, was so close with you know at that age so many years she was the one that blatantly told me and I think at that age kids are very honest right like we are not really tiptoeing like she meant what she said at at, at the way she said it she so said it like it was. yeah she said it like it was like she gave me the exact reason why she didn't want to hang out with me anymore and then I took that as like 
ooh, that's something I need to rapidly change about myself or else that's going to follow me for the rest of my life. So that kind of stemmed where I feel like I only wanted non-Asian friends, not necessarily only white friends, but just anybody that wasn't Asian because now I officially associated the term Asian with like how I felt at that age. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then that's elementary and it's still followed me to middle school, even to high school. And when I, well, I feel like end of high school, I started understanding like what it really like felt to have these feelings. But anyway, in middle school to like beginning of high school, I still kept that mentality. Like I just didn't really want to have Asian friends like I know that sounds so stupid but it just I just didn't I had I felt like I had no pride Mm -hmm. it's well it's not that I had no pride it was just like indifferent it's not like about the culture itself all I just associated with it of it was like it's not like the correct it's not the correct thing to be does that make sense I know that sounds so sad but it's okay I've gone over it obviously so then you know high school college I moved to Des Moines, Iowa in 2015 to go to Iowa State to finish my last years there. And so that's when I kind of started realizing, whoa, maybe there's a chance that I wanted to explore it, but I feel like I didn't have time to because I was either always working or, you know, studying. I really had no life in college. And so that reflected until I graduated college and how I got you know more immersed into adult life Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until it sounds so like cliche but it wasn't until covid when you know we're just like there like waiting to hear what to do next during this pandemic but like I started to listen to well did you start to listen to Asian Boss Girl before or did I start to listen before you knew of their community but I feel like I started listening to the podcast first I Am I so. right? Yeah, okay, so basically, then I sent to you. So mm-hmm. during this time, just to pass the time, basically, I would listen to these, you know, amazing women on their podcast. And that's when I realized, wow, they're celebrating this unifying experience of them being Asian and how they grew up. And like, they just get each other. As in here, I reflect back on my life and I'm like, holy crap, I don't have that many Asian friends because, you know, I associated to such a young age. And now I feel like kind of sad, like, a part of me really like I used to make fun of you for only having Asian friends. Now she I'm used to make fun of me all the time. It's true. I it sounds horrible, but there was a time I would always be like, "Don't worry, I'm not that kind of Asian." Like I felt like I had to give myself a disclaimer so that somebody wouldn't associate me in a negative way. It's so sad. But now, obviously growing up still, I listened to, you know, this community and I realized, "Wow, it's actually really great having people that really understand you because on like a surface level, it really does connect you. And that's why I think I embraced our culture wholeheartedly to the person I am now. Like all that being said, was like how we've, you know, grown up and been brought up. You like the nitty gritty is you don't really resonate with being, you know, Asian as much as I do. Yeah. But more in particularly like Chinese, Taiwanese, right? Yeah. And that's interesting that it wasn't really until these very past two years, these last two years, 
where you embraced that and really dove deep into that Asian community. Right. And I think that's why, like, it kind I want to say, like, that's maybe why I even went, you know, to the extent of seeking out, like, Asian communities because the, you know, COVID pandemic attacked Asian, like, not attacked, but, like, because of the pandemic, it created a very difficult life essentially for the Asian community, especially the elders guys. Like that's so fucked up. Um, but anyway, that's kind of why I think I'm in that headspace of embracing Asian culture. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Like it's not, but then I kind of think back, I still always preferred listening to like Chinese music you know you know even in college or high school like yeah so I guess like it's not like you barely started to embrace this side of you in the past two years like you it was like I was a secret Asian ah, basically undercover. it was like I was an undercover Chinese person like I knew <laughs> I was Chinese but like I didn't want anyone to know it was that's like a, that's a good way of putting yeah, it. yeah it was kind of like the way with like that was also similar in high school and middle school like I didn't want to be the Asian nerd, mm-hmm. so I, like, purposely kind of, like, did poorly in school. And it wasn't until, like, high school where I'm like, fuck this shit. I actually need to go to college, right? <laughs> so I, like, obviously put in the efforts, and I realized, wow, I truly am smart. I didn't realize that you purposefully failed so that you could... I mean, not fail. I didn't go failing school, but, no, like, no, no, but I did like- not want to be the smart Asian person. Again, like very negative connotation versus in your time being the asian nerd kind of was cool because like you it was just more it was just who knew in that five year almost five year difference so much can change right yeah absolutely but isn't that weird we're talking about like things were changing so fast now but even back then it kind of changed pretty fast too yeah like five years can be a lot but then at the same time not so much Oh, I know. It's like in regards to our age, too. Like, five years isn't a lot. But then at one point in our lives, it was. Yeah. But now it's like, five years? Psh, it's really it's nothing. It, it's so interesting because now, like, finding finding friends as an, as adults. It's so hard? No, like, Uh-oh. I. Because <laughs> there's apps for, for finding friends, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Bumble BFF sponsor me. Mm-hmm. Um, continue. Sorry. But the I found that the friends that I found in Austin have all been your age. Oh, and then that's true. Your friends you found in Des Moines be- are closer in your, even though again there's no age really difference, but closer, right? Because yeah. like the friends that you've met here, um, they're like around, they're almost thirty, if not thirty, and then your friends are like not thirty, right? Yeah, they're like about to turn thirty or like younger or like mid twenties, right? Around your age, like oh, see, isn't that interesting? But at the end of the day, age is really just a number. Age is just a number. So I think once after after twenty, you don't really see a difference. Isn't that funny? We don't see a difference in age after twenty, but then we see a difference in like race and culture mm. when you grow older. Isn't that great? Why is that? I don't know. Is that a topic we should dive into later on absolutely <laughs> anyway i feel like long story short in honor of this amazing month although where was this month like three years ago right like pre-covid 
did anybody celebrate AAPI month? I don't think Maybe so. we should go find that out because I just feel like no one gave Cared a shit that much. You know? But then all of a sudden now, and we're even in like the media, we're right. seeing so much more like not not just like Asian actors being chosen for these roles, but even shows, movies. I know. It's like a great time. I know other podcasts or other platforms have said this, but it's a great time to be Asian. It really is. Isn't that crazy? Like we're talking about um, everything everywhere all at once. And, you know, the male actor, the dad. Yes. He was in The Goonies. And Indiana Jones. And Indiana Jones. But, like, he was in a, um interview where he said it was because... Was it Crazy Rich Asians? It was because... It was because of Crazy Rich Asians. He was like, maybe I can start acting again. Mm-hmm. Because people want to see Asian people. How crazy is I that? I know. Isn't that, in pers- again, perspective, right? Like, no one... No one really wanted to see Asian people, I guess, but suddenly now they do. But, I'm, you know, sometimes I do wonder, like, is are we just fitting a, like, a checkbox right now to say, oh, yeah, we, like, gave all the Asians their representation? Like, why does it have to be, like, only now, right? Mm-hmm. I just, it's just interesting how the mind works. So with all that we've laid out mm-hmm. to like look back on our past and like evaluating our future, how does, you know, being Asian feel to you now? Are you proud? Are you indifferent? Are you like proud knowing that Asian people are getting you know, recognition, but internally like at the end of the day, like who cares? Like what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I'm absolutely happy that Asian people are getting the representation now right like it's amazing it's it's so cool just to see like when we're growing up we didn't really see a lot of people that looked like us out in the media right right? they were like the select few and not to you know reiterate what a bunch of other podcasters have already said but just to highlight it real quick um but what does asian what does that mean to me individually um i guess kind of indifferent and kind of to tie it back to how we you and I have gone from opposite sides of the spectrum of embracing this Asian identity like from me being super proud before and then now me being kind of indifferent um I don't know I think that a lot of factors have kind of contributed to that one being that in college, I had this experience of, you know, finding a bunch of Asian friends and now me moving to Texas, kind of having to start my social circle anew and kind of wanting to expand my horizons a little bit in the sense of like, I I didn't want to be that Asian person that only had Asian friends. Which I used to make fun of you. Yeah. But now I'm like, bro, I'll be with all the Asian people. Yeah. I'll be with all of them. Like, my my closest friends, you know, are Asian, and we still keep in touch and everything, but I don't think that the reason we keep in touch is because You're of Asian? our Asian-ness. Right, it's because you want to. Right, and also our 
I don't know, just like shared interests in other things. But now moving to Texas, being in te- Texas now for like almost four years, um, my my friend group is more diverse than in college. Right. And I'm trying to understand what it means to be of different cultures. That makes sense. So that's kind of where I am now. How about for you? For you, you you gravitate towards you almost you wish that you had like more Asian friends and you're you're like seeking out more of that community even now. Right. It's again I it sounds so crazy. I'm going to, like, tie it back to Asian Boss Girl podcast, but, like, hearing them have this close, just not, it's beyond just the three of them, like, just their, you know, Asian community, like, seeing how they're understood and they, like, feel they fit right in. They don't have to explain, like, certain things. It's just, like, an unspoken understanding versus, like, for me, even though I have amazing friends that aren't Asian it's just still very different when I try to explain something or if I make a comment about something and like they're like oh like okay I'll give you an example and everything everywhere all at once there's a scene where the mom which is played by Michelle she goes oh like nihan pang like you're fat right Mm. that is like so common in Asian cultures like they just tell you if you're getting fat, like very. It's not even a thought. They, it's just to say. I mean, like it's not to be me. It's just an so blatant. Yeah. Versus, I feel like in American culture, that's very frowned upon. Like, if I just feel like if other, I'm just gonna say white because I don't know who else to say yeah. right now. But like, if my white friends, like, if their parent right now just was like, "Wow, you got fat," like. That is so frowned upon. That's considered fat shaming, shaming, right? Yeah, they unacceptable. Right, unacceptable. But like at the same time, it's one of those things where I think we realize we have to brush off because they're going to tell you if you're fat anyway. Like like our mom, you know, we fluctuate in weight. I'll just use myself. I've fluctuated in weight at my heaviest, thinnest, heaviest, thinnest again. She called me fat regardless. And I think growing up, I used to think that was weird because like that's when you were like, what? You know? Why would you say that, right? Yeah. But then now, growing up and realizing, oh, again, all the other Asian communities, they're all talking about, oh, yeah, my my mom and dad said I'm fat. My aunt said I'm fat. Like, it's so normal. I'm like, wow. Yeah. and this It is, doesn't matter. It's It comes from a place of love in a really weird way. But like, there's no, like, excuse for it, but it really does come from a place of love of, like, ooh, like, you need to fix that, right? Yeah. That's essentially what it is. But I'm not saying it gets any easier. I mean, mom will still say it to me, and I'm like... <gasps> my soul breaks a little bit, right? And I still don't agree with... How it is, I know. Her, how she says it. Right. But, but at the same time, I think now we're realizing at, at our age, she doesn't mean it that way. It comes from a good place. So we should, like, not be as sensitive, basically, because then we'd be upset and sad all the time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's just a few of our... That's just, like, the scratching of the back beginning. <laughs> the scratching of the back. The scratching like of the back beginning kind of way that we see being Asian now at this point of our lives in 2022 who knows it could it could change it could change identities are always evolving right who knows 10 years five years later it might be even different from now and I think that's okay I think that's the beauty aka explore it shameless plug of my genius I'm just kidding (laughs) there was no genius it just was cool and punny and I like 
rhymes. Absolutely genius. But um, that's all, folks. That's all. This wraps up today's episode. If you want to leave a review, that would be great.